Welcome to episode 57 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and today I am joined by Lorne McLean. Hey. 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 A. B. Mm. A. And Keelan Simpson. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How we been? How we been? How's yeah, things? good. Good. I'm, I'm awesome. I just found out that there is a killer game that I really want to play for some reason. I was going to buy it on the Epic Game Store because it's on sale right now for their, like, I don't know, like a spring sale or something. But it's on Game Pass, so I don't have to. <gasps> I've what just is refreshed it? my Game Pass thing. You want to hear about this game? I do. What game is it? It's called Yes, Your Grace. Oh, I downloaded and that. Looks cool. Yeah, I, I'm interested. It looks interesting. Like, it looks cool. Um, essentially, it's a kingdom management role-playing game mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. play the king, you rule a medieval kingdom, and you make decisions and shit. And you can choose to you know help your villagers and stuff or you can choose to ignore them and wage war you can create allies and all that kind of stuff it seems real fascinating it's got a great art style i'm so thrilled to play this game how much is it? oh so it's on game pass game pass yeah yeah interesting game i like that spin. i a good um medieval you know role-playing game did you play that? What was it? Um, one that on the th- on like mobile. It was like a it was like a binary choice sort of thing. Rains. Was it rains? Rains, rains was good. Rain, rain was rain rains was really good. Did you well, play it, that? It was Tinder. No. It was Tinder, but for Dory. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. You should download it. You should download it. I mean, I'll, I think it's like a couple oh, bucks. I'll give but that like, a go. Yeah, no, it's really. It's actually a really good game. Quite I'm a waiting for one. a week where we don't have much um like and also video massive news. Chalice. I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, mobile games. Let's yeah. do it. Because they're legit good brother. I I hate the whole like it's a mobile game. You just play games and mobile. Blah, blah, blah. I hate that rhetoric. It, it's mm. boring. There really? are some legitimately good games on mobile. I think Reigns is actually up there for mm. just an interesting one. It, you're not going to play it for you know thirty hours. Yeah. But for the short time I had with it, it was quite fun. I, I yeah. wanted to play it a few times. I played it a few times through just to see the uh, different endings and stuff you could get. I know they had like a Game of Thrones version. Yeah, they did, yeah. They had oh, a few cool. different uh, DLC packs and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good fun. I always liked when I, I started a new king and it, they died instantly. Oh. So it was like... You're, you've got oh. so real quick. You've got like a king, oh, no. and you you flip. It's like uh, there's choices. They'll 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 throw you a choice, and you got to swipe left or right depending on your choice. And that like progresses you like a year, and uh, and all that. So like you can get choices obviously that kill you, but then you get reincarnated as like the next king. And it was very fun when you'd reincarnate and you'd flip to the left, and it would be like, no, oh, you you people rallied against you, and now you're dead. I'd be like, oh, you know, well, I'd love uh, rain for you. Super niche. I want a version of Reigns where you play as the uh, Water King from that Futurama episode. Oh. And then they go to Mylar <laughs> 4, I think it is, yeah. something along those lines, and Fry drinks the Emperor and therefore becomes the Emperor. But the whole thing of, like, every Emperor, because they're made of water, is drunk by his uh, successor. Mm. So whoever drinks the Emperor becomes the emperor and they get drunk and so forth so on and so forth 
I would love a Reigns game like that. Like, set it in some sort of sci-fi quirky universe, and I'll be I'll be very keen on that. I'm gonna download Adding it after some this. stealth mechanics, so you got to sneak up on the the king to drink them. <laughs> you got me uh, involved. That I love the part good. where Fry's like, oh, I'll be fine. And like a straw that a comes straw. through Flips the wall it. and tries to drink it. it. Like, get, get, get out of here. Quit it. Quit it. Get out of here. What, <laughs> else, you what else have you guys been up to today? All this week or whatever. I've what been dabbling. So I think I'm going to restart again my Animal Crossing New Horizons island. Ooh. I want to give it like a fifth mm. try, you know? So. So I've earned, okay, I say fifth. I really mean I've third. <laughs> it's not really much better. That's uh, I, but, I, I didn't even know you restarted once. To be honest, well, like I started. <laughs> I started for the first time, and so I guess it's technically two. I don't know how things work. Um, and I was doing really well, and then I kind of thought. I think it was around like September. Oh it was, no, it was beginning of October, so new Halloween, I think. So like when the Halloween stuff was coming out, and. I was like, you know what, I'm going to start again and I want to, like, I just saw all these inspiration looking like pieces on Twitter and stuff and I, I knew I had like a vision of what I wanted for my island. And so I started again, but I put the clock back to May 30, March 30, March 20, sorry, when it first came out and played it like, and then time traveled every day forward. So I wouldn't feel like such an imposter, you know? And so also I could kind of get through the awful first week when you don't have anything. And I did that and now I open up my island and it's so bare because I've gotten rid of all the trees and flowers because I'm terraforming it and it just looks so awful. And I'm like, oh, I want to go back to my natural island where I just, I just, I kept what it looks like and, uh, but just made paths and stuff around it. But I'm going to restart my island and next week I'm never going to play it again. Guarantee that. I much. wanted to do this maybe last week, but maybe we're going to do it going forward. I want to do like, you know, a year after Animal Crossing because it came out basically dead on a year ago. It, it's mm. been a year and a week since uh, Animal Crossing came out, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I jumped back into it. One of my friend who, friends just got it recently, so I've been giving her just basically all my money because I feel like I'm sort of done with the game. Mm. But I, I'm very interested to see where people are... are um, at and if the I I I played in sort of hyperdrive because of the quarantine like I've gone through before yeah and I'm done with it I I don't think they could I I don't think there's anything they could do to bring me back well they had all these new events I'm done like with the game. they had Halloween and they had Christmas and like Thanksgiving and all these events and none of them could like make me want to play it I think I just I don't know I just I don't have time. And that makes me sad. I think it's not so much the lack of new events that have, has turned me off. It's there was a real kick in the teeth I found after you get KK Slider into your town and you can start terraforming, terraforming the, the, the whole place because you spent so much money on bridges and ramps. And in my case, I made stamps to make footpaths. I made like custom stamps. Mm. to lay out four months across across town. And then you get this terraforming tool after the fact. You get it, you know, a fair few hours in. And you kind of need to go back and delete everything you've worked hard for. And it felt... That's when I stopped. Because I remember I was basically ripping off the pathway that I had made via stamps and laying in a proper pathway. Mm. And it's like, this doesn't feel like... I feel like I should have got this early on, not end game. Yeah. 
it, it, it didn't feel right. It really threw off my momentum um, and sense of accomplishment with the game. So I just, I just stopped. And even since I've gone back and, you know, messed around and, you know, give my friends money and walk around my town to some weeding and stuff like that, I look, I, I can see that exact spot where I stopped because I made like a little park area and there's just nothing compelling me to start again, except for that I want to know that Marcel, the French mime dog, is okay because I love Marcel. Marcel <laughs> is a saint. He's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I love Marcel. Well, you need to get his amiibo card framed so you can just always have him. Uh, I, I think you can say that he comes as, as an amiibo. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yes, please. No. Oh, the, the, new, the new, sorry, real quick. The new Animal Crossing anim- amiibo cards came out, the Santaro ones or whatever, in America and immediately sold everywhere. And now scalpers are trying to. <laughs> Get hundreds of dollars for for packs of amiibo cards because they're like Hello I have a Kitty friend who managed of... to get one somehow. Oh really? Yeah, she everyone wants so them because they're like adorable. They're like the Hello Kitty kind of it's type adorable. of items. Where the, where the fuck is Gudetama? Gudetama is like the little fried egg. Mm. Have you are you guys aware of Gudetama? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's, He's a cute. Sanrio character who's just a, like a lazy egg with a butt. So sometimes he'd be like a fried egg and he's like the yolk of the egg. And you just like lay in his stomach and his butt will be up. That's quite cute. Or he would just be like laying across the thing like a scrambled egg. He's adorable. As if if uh, Gritama was part of Animal Crossing, that would be enough to bring me back. But it seems like after, again, I'm not aware that much of the whole Sanrio family of characters. I don't know. I know Hello Kitty's the biggest one. But I feel like currently, at least, Gudetama would be in the top few and just not there. So that's a bit of a shame because Gudetama would be something to get me, get me back. Uh, Mario wasn't the right thing to get me back. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not, I'm not a big Mario person. Pokemon would get me back. Legend of Zelda may get me back. Imagine if there was like a person. Imagine if there was a villager named Epona and it was a horse, a horse, horse girl. They had that already. Really? Yeah. In New oh, Leaf, you me. could put on your uh, amiibo, and it would you could have a pona as a horse in your as a villager. Ah. Mm. Look it up. Makes me very uncomfortable. Very erotic. Speaking of erotic, been a big few weeks. Been a big few weeks of uh, video game news, so we're going to cover a few things. Um, we may have missed actually over the last two weeks. Mainly this one. I think this one came out last week. The new PlayStation VR controllers. Not, I'm sure you guys have seen them. They are a uh, far removed from the uh, all the uh, current PSVR move controls, which look like just alien vibrators. Mm. Um, so they have uh, they have the new PSVR VR controls that share more in common with the probably the Oculus Touch controllers. Have you guys? No, I mean, just, so we get a, a benchmark here. Uh, Lauren, you've played the PSVR, mm-hmm. right? Correct. You're aware of the move controls. Keelan, you're sort of, you I've really not, haven't messed around with VR that much, have I've you? I've not touched any VR, so any? I don't know anything okay, about it. Okay, I'm fascinated by this. I, did you need to come over and play via PSVR. I, I want to see your take on it. Don't mm-hmm. throw up my couch, please. I'll do my um, best. Lauren, have you tried the Oculus Touch controllers. No, no. So I've only tried PSVR and 
these weird ones at PAX. I don't remember what it was. It was kind of like when PS, when uh, sorry, when VR was kind of brand new and you had to stand in a very long line to try them out. It was a big clunky oh, yes. thing. Yeah, but I don't. I have no I idea what that was. My first time was doing awful. VR, like gaming VR, was in Sydney. I went up for the EB Expo, mm. and there was a line to play that uh, semi-infamous roller coaster VR demo that I think mm. everyone's seen before. And the line was like two hours long. I remember the person in front of me went up, did it, put it on for like 30 seconds and then just threw it off. I was like, I'm done. I They couldn't do it. I'm lucky. Maybe it's because my eyes don't work anyway, but my brain just kind of clicks with VR. I don't get motion sickness or anything like that because I just, maybe I just don't compute it fully. But I remember playing that VR. I'm like, this is rough. Um, one of the big issues, VR is something that I'm not that, Across, I need I need to actually research a little bit more. But I remember speaking to the person at the uh, at the booth, and they were saying one of the hardest thing in VR. You can't have you have to have minimal. I mean, you can't have none. But you have to have minimal lag between what your eyes are seeing and what the movement is, because the moment that is too out of sync, your brain freaks out and thinks you're falling. Hence, the feeling like you can throw up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first few iterations didn't quite have that. Luckily, my brain's broken enough that it kind of made up for it. But I remember when the, when I tried the uh, PlayStation VR at, e- at PAX, um, it was like the ocean. This is the ocean game where you're like in a shark. Oh, shark uh, yeah. Cage, you get yeah, yeah. Down. That was like the first thing uh, I did. And it was... It, do, you, do you remember how beautiful that was? That was great. When you go to the jellyfish? Yeah, no, it was... Like, it was that, that was jaw-dropping. I, yeah. I agree. That that is one of the most uh, magical gaming moments I've ever had. I mm-hmm. could not wipe the smile off my face. You start off in this uh, shark cage and you get lowered into the water, and at some point you you sort of go deep enough that you're surrounded by jellyfish, mm-hmm. and it's really weird. You you're in the shark cage, and you know that theoretically you could walk twenty minutes to the left and you'd you'd keep going. But your brain stops you, so you walk to the sh- edge of the shark tank and you you know that you can move forward, but you don't want to. You, suddenly your stomach kind of does you're the just whole, like, you're looking at the edge. Yeah. And I'm, like, there's, like, a gap in the cage, and I remember tilting my, my head to kind of, like, peek through the hole in the thing. But anyway, you're surrounded by these jellyfish, these glowing jellyfish, and it just looked... Absolutely magical. And I remember that was the moment I decided that I'd get the PSVR day day one. I did. I got day one and luckily my partner had the old PlayStation VR. Sorry, the PlayStation Move, sorry. Controllers, which are shit. They're garbage. And I remember playing games of them and it just broke the immersion completely. Absolutely. Like, like nothing else. It didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. The PSVR isn't the best VR headset going around. I mean, you got the Oculus, you got the Vive and stuff like that. But it also isn't entry level. It's it's above the Google cardboard. Cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hardly it was call a, that a VR headset. Yeah, it's like okay. of the things that play modern games right now. The PlayStation VR is now the entry level. Now that's, the entry. That's real and, you basic. Know, it's good. Mm. It's fun. I like it. Um, but. Those controls just didn't, didn't make any sense to use something that was a generation older because they came out for the PS3. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense that they were the the default 
No, Near sorry, anything? not well, not the default it, controls because you had the the uh, Dual Shock, mm. but they were your standardized controls for the VR, and it just didn't feel right. I remember playing yeah. things like uh, Thumper, and it it was a motion break. Yeah. The biggest I one think- where, where I f- sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think if anything, that the only thing that actually felt kind of good with it was Beat Saber because you were basically holding lightsabers. So like, the, the feel of yeah. the fact that you were holding onto something that was long and whatever was just like. Yeah, that's cohesive. That felt fun. Yeah. I, I feel like that was sort of made backwards where they're like, okay, we need something. This works with the, the alien penises that you have to hold on to because mm. that's what they were. They were UFO, they were UFO cocks. Um, yeah. And like games like um the the big one for me was No Man's Sky. I feel like No Man's Sky really works well with VR. Mm. But having those as the controls just didn't feel right because you see you know, you're picking stuff up and you're using these sticks to pick stuff up. It just didn't click right. So mm-hmm. PlayStation has come up with some new controllers, which is I'm very, very thankful for. Um, as per the PlayStation blog quote, the first thing you'll notice with our next gen VR controller is a unique design, which takes on an orb shape that allows you to hold the controller naturally while playing with a high degree of freedom. There are no constraints with how you're moving your hands, providing developers with the ability to create unique gameplay experiences. So these controllers are much more in the realm of the uh, Oculus Touch controllers, but they've got this also this ring around your, kind of between your fingertips and your wrist. I don't know. Is that like a particular name for that? I don't fucking know. Um, now, I remember the first time I played the Oculus Touch and it, it jettisoned VR for me. It like, I'm like, whoa, okay, VR is more than I thought it was. Um, mm. I lined up for Robo Recall at PAX one of ages simple game you walk around you shoot robots cool but using the touch controls which allows you to put, use your uh, what middle finger your ring finger your little finger on the controls as well you can grab enemies and you can like you can rip them apart like if you grab an enemy you can rip a head off or you can hold an enemy up and use it to block shots and then you can reach behind you, pull out a shotgun behind your back and use it. I've, I, I don't think a game has made me feel as badass as that in a long time. Because I remember yeah. watching people play it for like half an hour, just like turn after turn, and I memorized the whole level. So when I got in there, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I got like the highest score of the day, and I, I was capping motherfuckers. I was ripping robots' heads off and using like their heads to block bullets and then shooting behind it. It felt cool. You can't get that with VR because you've got you've only got the the pointer finger triggers. So I got that's that's exactly what v- VR on consoles have needed. I think that's what VR's just needed in general. You need like some kind of like tactile thing with your fingers. 100%. You should be able to use your fingers to do things like you would in real life. Like you want to play that mountain climbing game, the climb, right? But yes. you want to use your fingers to latch hold of the, the the holds on the sides of the mountains or the skyscrapers that you're climbing, right? You don't want to press a face button to do that. I felt or weird. It's it's just unnatural. So now we've got all of these. This this is my theory. I'll I'll, I'll pitch this to you guys. Now that they've changed the control mechanism of PlayStation VR. 
do you think that we are going to see a lot more PC ports well, onto the PlayStation 5? Let's get into that in a moment. Mm. Let me read through what the new features are first. Yes, please. So this is again from via the PlayStation blog. The new controller will feature adaptive triggers, similar to the mechanical pushback triggers of the PS5, which I'm a huge fan of, but I'm waiting for more developers to use it in effective the re- ways. The resistance thing, right? Yeah. So the same yeah, haptic okay. feedback, yep. Um, finger touch detection. The controller can detect your fingers without pressing in the areas where you place your thumb, index, or middle fingers. This enables you to make more natural gestures with your uh, hands during gameplay. So you don't have to um, properly click down with your fingers. Just those slight movements in that ring, that orb that created, mm. it would detect that. Uh, tracking cool. will now occur via the ring on the bottom of the controller rather than the headset itself, which is, thank sweet Jesus Christ for that. Um, an action button slash analog sticks. The left controller contains one analog stick, the triangle and square button, a quote grip, button the l1 button trigger button uh l2 and create button the right controller contains one analog stick the cross or the x and circle buttons a grip button the r1 the trigger button r2 and options button the grip button can be used to pick up in-game objects as one example basically imagine your ps5 controller cut it right down the middle and that's what each hand's got so your your hands are really aren't in different positions to what they would be when you're holding the uh, dual sense. If, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, I strongly implore you to look up pictures of this new controller as well because it's really striking. Like, it mm. looks good. It, it has it this, does. like, silhouette almost. I want the... Because, uh, like, let's say, the silhouette for the, um, the move controller is a dick. Yes. Yeah. But it's like a, a, dip, a like a stung on the tip with a B by B. That's all it's it. Okay, it's, it's awful. Um one of the big things about like this is the 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 fact that you can pick up the rest of your hand movements. And you brought up what sort of PC ports we hope will come over. The one I hope will come over is Half Life Half Life Alex, which, which is a lot of people's game of the year last year, but not enough people play it to really give it game of the year. So yeah. it was like sort of in, in a no man's land. The people who played it loved it, but none of the people could get their hands on the, on the tech. I hope that comes over. And I think one of the big things that game did is give you really good hand motions. Um, it picked up what your hands were doing. You know, you could catch ammo and put it to your gun. You could open bottle caps. You could ride on a whiteboard. Really fine motor skills. Like that, yeah. you just you can't use in other games. The move controller can't do that. Mm. Absolutely not. And the the PS5 is powerful enough to run something like that at the required refresh rate as well, so that you don't feel sick. So I, I honestly think that that's a high possibility. There's also other games that have a similar level of sort of like individual micro level detail where you can do specific things and manipulate things in the, like detail that you just you've never been able to do in a video game like uh, boneworks for instance that's a like a big vr game if you haven't looked that one up jesse um have a go because that's really fascinating what they've done with it it's uh it, it's a bit janky in the way that they've pulled it off but it's still, it's Dude, oh, still oh, 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 all vr games are all vr games all vr janky. games are rel- relatively janky now lawn you and josh have a psvr mm-hmm. set 
what do you hope? Okay, so we've, we've got these controls um, unveiled. We haven't got a PSVR 2. To be honest, I'm shocked that we got the, the look at the controls. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. I thought we'd get all as one package. Yeah. Here's a PSVR 2. Here's a new controller. Sick. Which makes me actually think that the PSVR 2 itself, the headset and all that, will be a bit of a bigger jump than we expect. That they are confident enough for it to hold weight by itself rather than needing the headset and the controllers to you know make the splash. As owners of the PSVR mm. 1, I guess we'll mm. call it, what do you hope the sequel has? A better visor. So yes. <laughs> the thing with that I, I just can't quite get with uh, VR um, is that uh, so I need glasses to sit on the couch and play games, but I don't need glasses to sit here at a computer. But when I put on the VR it doesn't, my brain thinks that I'm far away. <laughs> and so I kind of need glasses and it's really shit. But not only that, the visors, I find that, um, I don't know. It's just, it's never as enclosing as what everyone says it is, you know? There's the, a lot of light leak. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the amount of times I've, I put it on. So like, I think that, honestly, the last time we opened it was Christmas, not last year, but the year before. We played Beat Saber and it was really like, you know, we played a bunch of Beat Saber and we played a bunch of other games and um, we've had all the intention to open it up again, but we had to wait for that adapter to come through for the PS5. That eventually came through after a few months. But every time I put it on, I, it was always kind of like, no, 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 you've got to like, you've got to mold it to your face, basically. You've got to like make sure you got to block it out. You've got to make sure the nose panels aren't going to fog up. You've got to do all this stuff. And I felt like I, I did everything right and I was still getting light coming from the corners. And it, it just got to a point where it was like, this is as good as it's going to get. Just deal with it for now. You're only going to play for a couple of hours. So, like, I think uh, a much better um, kind of the rubber part around there to kind of block out the, the vision for once, for one. But, um, yeah, I actually don't mind the move controllers, but I don't think I have played enough to really warrant a, a big amount of hatred for it. Um, what are the main know, games as annoying used, as it is? Uh, aside from Beat Saber, mm. have you used the move controls with many games? Uh, a few, yeah. Yeah, a few. I've only I, really... I, think for uh, me, yeah, I haven't played that many. It'd be um, Job Simulator, Ooh. which the jankiness of them works well with because that game, yeah, you want right. to be jank because that, that game is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Batman VR experience where I actually found them really, uh, really unfortunately immersion breaking because that was a quite a fun experience. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, you know, the other VR, VR games I've really gone to with Rez and Thumper, which are the mm-hmm. two best VR games you can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Astro's Play from. Playroom? Still play that, but it's, it's free at the moment, so I may get onto that yeah, if I can get the adapter. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Wait, I'm going to guess you've been waiting for the uh, adapter for a while, haven't you? We got it. We got it months ago. We just haven't got into it. Because um, mm. there was the yeah, Linkin Park music pack for Beat Saber came out a little while ago. Um, and I was like, hell yeah. Heck yeah. I want to play that. And then it was like, well, we got to wait for the adapter. And I was like, shit. Um, and we just, yeah, we haven't. Would you it. say that the it's- Linkin Park pack was pretty good in the end? Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, 
Shots <laughs> fired. Cops say fall. <laughs> Funny. Um, In the end, doesn't the, matter. The, it's thing. something that's always going to be. Jesse, please. Jesus. <laughs> We're getting sued. It's something, <laughs> it's something that's always going to be a big thing with these kind of um, systems. But having to drag it out and set it up, I think, is like the biggest downside of it. You know, the fact that it's not. A, oh my God, there's wires. Fuck. Yeah, no. basically that. Like if you've got it set in your entertainment system, you either have to have the wires in it constantly and have it sitting on like a mannequin head beside your TV or you're just never really going to touch it. But it'd be even that, like I had it um, sort of permanently linked for, say, the last 12 months of my PS4's mm. general lifespan. I had a permanent linked up, and because I had a permanent linked up, um, you can't run. I think it, you can't run HDR properly for games. Oh, really? And it's like you know, you play games like Spider Man or, or Horizon or God of War, or whatever games that you want to see really pop, and you're not getting the same experience. And it just didn't make any sense. Mm. It was it was really like dumb. Mm. I've really oh. bought into Sony's. Uh, ecosystem here and I'm being punished for it it, it, yeah. it was stupid but what I'm hearing the new PSVR 2 again this is just hearsay but I it would make sense will be a singular USB I, I'm glad I'll, it's not the cord I'll bet money it's a single USB-C cable be a single USB-C it. cord it. comes out the front that's why the, the USB is at the front easy yeah. to access I'm fine with that I'm actually glad that it's still wired because wireless is cool if you want to go above and beyond, but I know that console VR is a a limited quantity. Like it can only go so far. PCs can take it can, can go kind of crazy and with also, it. Also, it really has to come in at a, an affordable price point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I so mean, what what's is just not going to fit into that? What's the Oculus cost like? 800 bucks mm. well the high-end More? ones are in the thousands of yeah. australian dollars um the quest 2 which is you know still i guess sort of an entry-level headset is uh under 500 dollars regularly um but you know th- then you have to sign up to facebook and all that shit so you know Ugh. what does that actually cost you so yeah uh, you know if it comes in under that price man they're gold I mean, being said, lots of that packs I played. Uh, what's the wireless Vive called? Uh, whatever the wireless Vive called is called. I played this like sword and shield fighting game, and it was sick. Oh, I it also played cool. a table tennis game, and it was crazy using like the angle of the control to probably get spin on the on the on mm. the bat and stuff like that. Um, what I really wanted, I really wanted the Hololens. I know that's not VR, that's AR, but. Every time when they brought out all this, you know, back when VR wasn't a thing that you could have in your house yet, really, and they were doing all these presentations and it was PlayStation was in the PSVR and there was Oculus and all this stuff. I just wanted the HoloLens because I like the idea of looking at a table and seeing Minecraft. (laughs) That Minecraft demo they showed off at E3 was mind-blowing. Yeah, but that, that, like, AR in general, like, the little AR cards you got with your Nintendo DS and all that stuff, like, dude, that was... And your, and your collective edition of Watch Dogs. it was Dogs. good enough. It's true. It was, it was, like, it was good enough for it to be, like, this cool next-generation technology that, like, it, it wasn't... Re- it was easy to make it look cool because it was, like, oh, my God, it's think- there, but it's not really there. But VR is something that is, has been... Talked about on TV shows for decades as a futuristic thing that it's never going to live up to, no matter what mm. you do. 
I think we need an episode one day on futuristic uh, things that just never came to the fruition. Because I remember, I remember seeing the uh, the Microsoft. What's it called? Hollow Hololens. Hololens. Yeah. And thinking the first thing I thought was worms. Oh yeah. Could you like worms? <laughs> yeah. Worms on that. Yeah. That would be crazy fun. That would be like cool. so fun. like games like worms. Um, Sims, if you could actually build your house by properly picking stuff up and putting it where you want. Um, uh, Age Vampires. I mm. mean, the obvious one. You, if they could make a sort of Yu-Gi-Oh game, I mean, mm. yes, please. But, yeah, that, that sort of uh, died in the ass a little bit. But we'll see what Sony can bring to the party because I think um, with the reimagining of these controllers, it's quite substantial. And I'm hoping they have the same sort of mentality when it comes to the headset and the rest of the PSVR 2. But moving on. Niantic, our friends behind Pokemon Go, Pogo for short. Speaking um, of AR, they're, they're, yeah. speaking of AR, oh, there was damn it, there was actually a good segue. And I didn't even get it. God damn it! They are teaming up with Nintendo. So via Niantic's website today, and by today they mean a few days ago. Today we are thrilled to announce a new partnership with Nintendo to jointly develop mobile titles built on Niantic's real-world AR technology, bringing Nintendo's beloved characters to life in new ways. We're honored to we're honored that Nintendo has chosen Niantic to be its publisher of real-world AR applications. To kick off the partnership, Niantic and Nintendo are developing an app based on the Pikmin franchise. The app will include gameplay activities to encourage walking and make walking more delightful. Slated to launch so later this year. <laughs> this, this will be the first title created by our Tokyo studio since it was established in April 2018. So, we are new the game in the same vein of Pogo, Pokemon Go, but um, based on the Pikmin franchise. And that's going to be thinking. Uh, Keely, you didn't really play Pokemon Go much, did you? You played a little bit, I, right? I played a fair bit in the beginning. Of everything, and God, um, that was a magical. That was a magical month. That, that, that we, was the Earth knew peace that month. That was, there was beautiful. Something, there was something special that happened there. Genuinely I special. Time, uh, I, oh, a, a friend and I went out and we filled up these little flasks with um, whiskey, and it was Jesus raining. We had Christ. like charger things that we plugged our phones into yes. and just went on this oh. long adventure. Actually, so goddamn life. Oh, portable! Yeah, you should have bought like fuck GameStop. Like that—that's what the the stocks you should have bought <laughs> bought at the time. Um, and Lorne, I know you got fell into Pogo, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still you still play it from time to time. Oh, um, I open it up every now and again, have a look. But since Pokemon Go came out, we've had uh, as far as I know, the only real real one that made a splash was the Harry Potter AR game. Mm. Was po- Okay. Here's was that even a thing? That was a thing. It was I a thing. Like um, that was a, that yeah, was one a of my friends played it like religiously. so long. And then all of a sudden it came out and no one really spoke about it. Was Pogo good? Or was it good because Pokemon is beloved? If it was something else, would Pogo be as good as it was? Because I... Really? Is it, is it that interesting a concept? You walk I, around hmm. and you flick your screen. Uh, I, it's hard. It's That's a, a really good, hard question. It's not a good game. 
It's not. It's not a good game. I, I agree. Start is a good the, game. The, the reason why it's not a good game is the same reason why it was so successful. It needed to be accessible, and people who don't play games, they should be able to just pick that thing up and just have fun with it, and yeah. you know, not have to learn complex mechanics or anything like that. So for that reason, that reason, I think it was a poor game. Like as as in, I wouldn't want to play this other than to get into the the hype of everything. Yeah. Um, and also the walking thing. I don't know, but in my experience, it kind of turned into more just like stopping in random places. Yeah, it rather was. Than walking. <laughs> People just standing in the footpath somewhere. Like, can you please get out of the way? Like, I remember it was. It me was, and my I, friend. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you go on. <laughs> go on. Go on. I was going to say, I remember seeing all these posts of like people having to put up signs saying, like, this is a Pokemon stop, but it is not property that you can be on like you need to leave like this is private property yeah. or like stop loitering at the front of our store and all this kind of shit but it was also like um being you know the social media marketer that i am i remember seeing all these posts of these places being like come on in our shop has a, a focus about the front we'll, we put lures on it that you know like a business spends like i don't Fuck know <laughs> i don't that, remember that's how much smart yeah, I don't remember how much packs uh, packs of lures were, but like it was an expensive, let's say like a hundred bucks every few days, maybe. And they would just constantly be putting lures on this place. People would come and they would hang out. They would like buy burgers or they would buy ice creams or whatever it was. And it was just advertised all over social media. And I was like, this is so smart. I, I agree. I think that's amazing. Genius. I remember really vividly uh, me and one of my mates. What up, Eric? We we uh we meant to start work at like one in the afternoon and said so we met, met up in the city about 10 and we walked around and we found that there was a Clefairy uh, that was hanging out in front of the Australian Federal Police Department. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and I were hanging out there for like half an hour and literally trying to climb their fence uh, <laughs> because that's where it was. So we're kind of like half yeah. leaning with our phones through the AFP gates and we're like, they're going to sh- dick that. Mm, this yeah. isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> I got this click at one point. Came out. This is the spawn maps okay. came out. Um before everything got banned and everything got really restricted by Niantic themselves, yeah. like the spawn maps. I remember like looking at them and um me and my partner at the time were just like, There's an Ivy sword down near your parents' house, quick, we gotta go and like Hell's driving yeah. there. And it was at that point I think it was kind of closer to warmer weather because it came out in July, so it was cold and rainy. And it was in this this unused kind of uh, land beside these houses, beside the road that it was had all this high grass and we got there and I'm like, I ain't getting bitten by snakes for a freaking Iversaw, dude. Like you can I take my phone, go running. It. And he came back. I'm like, did you get it? And he's like, yeah, I got it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Pogo, Pogo was good because it broke through our generation's general bitterness. We, we are a very edgy generation where it's like, it's edgy. cool not to want to hang out with people. It's cool not to have fun. Fuck it. Whatever. Everything's too hard. It's, it's cool. This is uh, tapped into that perfect level of nostalgia, which actually let us uh, hang out with our friends that we didn't need a reason. Mm. I, I, I hung out with so many more friends over that time. Being like, hey, let's go play Pogo. Let's go for a yeah. walk. Before yeah. that, I wouldn't say it because I'm like, no, uh, you're my friends. I love you, but also you're garbage. I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. Just give me a reason because I'm like, I'll hang out with Jeez, you. Thanks. Because we may have, we may find a dragon there. Yeah. And that's that's worth it. 
I I think <laughs> worth me the, putting up for you for half an hour. <laughs> the part that the question that you had before of if it was it just Pokemon, was it a good game, etc. I think what it was is that it captured this essence from us as younger generation who grew up with Pokemon. I think the whole fact that physically throwing a Pokeball to then hit and catch something in front of you, that part of Pokemon itself was really, really resonated with me, like the physically going out and doing it. That's why, like, you know, I'd go out in the backyard with my two dogs and I would throw, like, you know, clumps of mud near them and I'd go, like, go. I don't, they'd always be, a, was it Mightyena, Poochyena from Gentry? <laughs> That's what they would always be. Um, but, like... Don't throw, I think dog, don't throw the, rocks and mud at your dog. I didn't throw oh, it at them. I threw it near them. I was like, go. Mm, I, that's you why know, you're not holly, blah, Go run around. And um, I think the the act of going out and obviously the AR as well. The AR was cool as hell, like trying to go around and find where it was, um, even though you turned it off after five minutes. But uh, going out and physically like actually catching it instead of pressing just like an A button and then having – your little precious Pokemon to show your friends that you physically went out and caught in the actual wild while you were on a trip and then had the story to tell of where you caught it or what you did. Like all these stories that have come out of this, like um, going to my parents' house for like a family dinner and my brother being like, there's a Kangaskhan down at the park and three of us running in the rain in this dark street that was not lit up to try and find this Kangaskhan gotcha. down like, oh, it was it's country. There's no lights, hardly any streets. It's all sketchy. It's all it's sketchy. Very in the sketchy. Everything's sketchy. But yeah, just like having those <laughs> stories and having them be like physically attached to you, despite the fact that they might be shit Pokemon, I think that's kind of like the magic that came with it. And um, with this whole Pikmin situation, I haven't played Pikmin, but no, I, I, I really want to. <laughs> like I really do. I've I've wanted to play it for years. And so when Pikmin Three Deluxe came out recently. I was going to pick it up, but you know, Nintendo games are so expensive, and I don't have money, and it's just yeah. Like, thanks, Nintendo. Gotta make it cheaper for me. Eighty My bucks gosh. of goddamn Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Get out of here. But making it, having the line, making walking more delightful is just fills me with like happiness and flowers. Well, I mean, I, I'm very interested to see. I'm hoping it's not just the same old we've got with Pokemon Go, which is like walk here, flick. Well, that's not what you do with Pikmin. Pikmin, you, well, I mean, you collect Pikmin, but they come and they help you. Like, I think it'd be cool to, like, show your camera and then, like, behind a rock or something, like a real-life rock, you see, like, the little flower head coming out. Or, like, because they're different types of Pikmin. Like, they're all, like, they all have their different abilities. Like, some are immune to electricity and some of them can, you know, lift rocks or some of them can swim immune to fire, etc. So, like, that'd be really cool to kind of have this horde of Pikmin running along beside you or something in your little camera I feel screen. like, yeah, at the very least, just being able to point your camera down and see them kind of floating around there or doing their thing, you know, alongside Magic. you, walking next to you, that would be really cool. Yeah. Nice little touch. Are there any um, Nintendo properties that you want to see um, get the AR treatment with part of, as part of this new partnership? I mean, I think the, I the, Animal Crossing, for me, the obvious one, Animal Crossing. You walk I don't know around to collect furniture um, and hatch eggs that have se- that have frog chairs in it, I guess. 
No, no, I think well, I think walk around to to collect things and also th- meeting yeah. new um, villagers along the way. Mm. I think that could time with cool. Pocket Camp quite well because I I did read down the Pocket Camp yesterday. I've really I opened it up and there's so much extra with it. There was like twenty different pop ups that said now you have this and then I click X. Now you got this. Click X. Get this. Get that. Get this monthly thing. Get these freaking cactuses. Or like around collect the cactuses. And I'm like, I don't know what you're telling me, but I just go away. Just shush. But they have like this part. That you, you know, it's like the new AR camera capabilities. So, like, you can, your favorite villager, you can put it on your table and take a photo of it, you know, with a, next to a Ooh. can of Coke, you know, like, so I reckon that could be like a pretty easy way to, to um, bring into it because Pocket Camp is still going pretty ham, to be honest. Um, and they brought oh. in this new um, premium monthly pack. So, I think. Obviously, that's you know they're getting money, they're getting their people in. Real, real world money. Yeah. Real world money. Yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like yeah. four dollars fifty okay. a month, and every month you get sixty tickets plus all this sixty leaf tickets, which is like the premium currency, and um all these different items and all this stuff. You know, just kind of premium, premium shit. But I don't really know what else they do. Like, I feel like Mario would be pretty obvious. Mario is an obvious but one, but like, do? what what do you do with it? I, th- I think Pokemon's That's the hard part. Pokemon's, Pokemon's the one the that makes the most sense because Pokemon's mm-hmm. about going around, walking around, and collecting. You you are discovering yeah. new creatures, and I think that works really well into an ARG. Uh, mm-hmm. Pikmin, same sort of thing. You go around, you collect more little Pikmin stuff like that. And you do little gameplay challenges. Animal Crossing, it would become more of a walk to earn sort of thing. But other Nintendo's- mainline um, Nintendo games, I can't really think of one that. Really has that same. Maybe a Monster Hunter would be kind of cool. Monster Hunter could be interesting, but it would be essentially Pokemon Go yeah. with Just better the monsters, yeah. graphics. But mm. anyway, speaking of partnerships, Microsoft and Discord may be about to get into bed with each other. Microsoft not happy with just you know buying up Bethesda. They want to buy up everything. And buy everything that they want a communications channel. So, via TheVerge.com, Microsoft is reportedly having discussion with Discord to buy the communications app. The Wall Street Journal reports that Microsoft is in exclusive talks to acquire Discord and a deal closed next month. It's the latest acquisition target for Microsoft after the company failed to acquire TikTok and Pinterest recently. I didn't know they went for TikTok. While all three are very different services, they share one common element, community. Microsoft is willing to spend big on these services because outside of Xbox, it doesn't have a huge consumer-facing community like rivals Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple do. Microsoft has watched Google acquire YouTube and in turn, uh, and sorry, and turn it into the world's biggest video platform. Amazon buy Twitch and dominate streaming. Facebook acquire both Instagram and WhatsApp to control the way millions communicate and socialize online. And Apple ruled mobile with its App Store. Discord gives Microsoft access to a growing list of more than 140, 140 million monthly active users that include thousands of top YouTubers, creators, and gamers. Microsoft wants to own community. Now, this move um, actually goes along the lines of what Keelan said a few weeks ago when he said that uh, Microsoft would make probably one more big purchase, and it seems like this could be the one. Um and also really leans into the fact that Microsoft really changed, recently changed the uh, 
the terminology of, of one of its uh, systems. Xbox Live is now mm. Xbox Network. Mm. Makes network. sense that if you want to create a network, you need a communication system and a community system. Yeah. And Discord is the the uh, the duck's nuts, as they say, Very true. of uh, of communication system at no. the moment. So this is a very very smart purchase, whether that actually goes through or not. What do we think is going to happen here? Um. Well, I'm not too sure. I've been doing a bit of reading. I've been trying to understand the situation here. It's possible that Microsoft could put an offer in to purchase Discord, but it's also possible that Discord may want to go public. Maybe Discord doesn't want a massive multinational corporation like Microsoft sort of dipping its tendrils into it and changing what it's all about. Um, but at the same time, you know, the resources, the expansion, everything that you could achieve with Microsoft support, that, that could be incredible. And from Microsoft's perspective, that's everything that they're missing, you know? It's yeah. like the communication, it's the, the those personalities that would come alongside with Discord as well, those uh, streamers, uh, YouTubers, etc. Um, that's what they're looking to buy. It's a great purchase. It's mm. a really great purchase. But um, I- I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen. Well, I mean, I remember, like, we're with like, Ad Nauseam about, like, how good... Xbox Live and Gold Pass and blah, 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 Game Pass, that's what it's called. All that type of shit is, is incredible. But one of the most annoying things I've had to deal with with Xbox in the last few, in the last six months is when uh, Kiel and Simon and myself wanted to play oh Grounded together God. and we went to add each other and it was an absolute uphill battle to just add, to just add each other. PlayStation, add each other. Super simple. We recently added each other on Epic to play Fortnite. Super simple. Xbox was just a runaround. They really don't have a good grasp on community. Um, it, it used to be a lot simpler. It did. But it as did. the systems have become mm-hmm. more complex, so has just connecting Mind together. It's not as bad as the- Nintendo remembering a 12-digit <laughs> We don't talk about with, that. With the Xbox One, um, it definitely kind of upgraded it to be a, a lot more like, hey, you can follow your favorites and see exactly what they're doing. You can follow your, um, my gosh, who are they? Greg Miller and like Major Nelson. And you can follow all these people that you have a big interest in. And that's why I kind of had that, that two way, like you're a follower, then you got to be a friend. And so like, they, they have the idea of, of Microsoft being coming or Xbox users kind of, being in their own little social media network and it doesn't work that you don't need it. You, you literally just don't need it. It's not the, that's not the point. That's not the point of having friends on video game consoles. Just to go on a really quick tangent about Major Nelson. I remember at PAX one year, I literally bumped into Major Nelson because he was in the mm. Xbox uh, area and I walked into him. I looked at him like, you know, Major Nelson. And he's like, yep. I'm like, cool. And I walked off. <laughs> I don't want to say. What a guy. What a guy. That's all you can say. I'm going to play Far Cry 5. That's it. That's all you can say. But yeah, uh, Microsoft, Um, they're not really uh, the smart. They they wanted to make something different and they wanted it to be with the times, but they really ruined it. Because like when we, even when we played No Man's Sky the other day and you're like, I'm your friend. And I'm like, no, you're not. And then we were like, wait, we're following each other, but we're not friends with each other. You have to like. What a nightmare. One on one click the same button. 
That's but like half the people, it's really bad. I've noticed that half the people online, like, you know, uh, like YouTube personalities or whatever, obviously like most of them will be like, everything will be public because they want followers and they want people to see what they're doing. But the fact that Xbox is the only one that does it, the amount of times I've listened to people on podcasts who are part of like the community and they're just like, I had to turn off what achievements I got and all that because obviously review codes, you can't be sharing achievements of games that aren't out yet. But also um, people just bombarding them with the fact that they took a screenshot or whatever. And it's like when you tweet something, you you tweet it because you want it out there, not because you did it because you got an achievement and the game took a screenshot for you or whatever. Like Zoo Tycoon, anytime I tried to to pat an animal, it would be like, we've recorded a game clip for you. And having that go public, yep. like just automatically, obviously there are, there are options for it, but half the people don't even want that out there because they don't want to be bombarded mm. by fans who are saying, oh my Microsoft God, you're doing have- this have never really been across how to handle their old community. I mean, mm. and Discord does it well. Now, okay, I'm new to Discord. The only reason I really, I really got onto Discord is for this podcast. I've mm-hmm. been on it for mm. just over a year Same. now. Yeah. Before that, I hadn't touched it. And I have to say, it actually is, for a new person coming in, it's quite a uh, cumbersome and sort of- It's horrible. It's, it's shit. You is shit house. Bad. I'm not going to. I'm not going to defend it, but the 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 text, the audio, and the video comms. It's flawless. Like, Once it gets easy. going, it's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. to get it going, it's like um, I I'm still not sure if I'm using it right. I have a lot, a lot of Discord tabs open, <laughs> um, and I'm like, surely there's an, an easier way to do this, and no doubt there is. But I should. After a year, I should have at least kind of stumbled into those correct patterns, but I haven't. Well, that's because we're not using but it for that. Audio, video, audio, video, and uh, sharing to an extent. Now, I've got Discord Nitro, which is what ten bucks, ten bucks a month, mm-hmm. and um, it's meant to let me share in 1080p. I'm not. It's it it's it's not. I I'm sort of paying for nothing right now because is that just yeah. for america I, though do you think well i mean is if it is astro- then it really needs to kind of see where i am and not charge me for it because i as i feel like i we tried it with no man's sky and my internet connection is is good i have uh nbn and stuff like that the good nbn at my house and the connection we had was just fucking bleh, We couldn't garbage. do anything. I couldn't, like, the only time it we worked was it. the first time we played and your screen was, like, a little bit blurrier than mine, but it was like, oh, this is fine. It's good enough. After that, we couldn't do a that, single that thing. Was, that was prior to me getting uh, yeah, that Nitro. Yeah, before that. Yeah. It, so, it looked great when I stood still. Mm. Oh, so yeah. I want to bring this to you guys. Mm-hmm. So how is Discord making money? They it's don't not, do ads. It's not profitable. I read yeah. that today. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it like okay. Discord, and it also doubled its users last year. Went from seventy yeah. million to one hundred and forty million in a whole but year. Because obviously, staying at home, people are playing games together and all that. But like, it should have done more than not, double. Yeah, it has not tapped into the business market, which I think Microsoft will, if, if they do acquire Discord, go, will be okay. Cool. 
there's also game the game market is like in regards to sort of online uh communication is minuscule when compared to business especially business going forward mm-hmm. with working for home becoming more uh common i mean even once you know everyone has their vaccines and we can hopefully start working in the office and stuff more the working from home will become more prevalent um it's hopefully because it, it, it's going to allow a lot more people to work, work and exactly and it it, it it's sort of a boon to so many sort of um, different aspects of working. So it would be stupid if companies don't do that. Mm-hmm. So these communication services need to pick up, and Discord really hasn't isn't isn't a thing that's used for for business as of yet. So Microsoft will, I have no doubt, split it or encompass it into it in, well, into like a business stocks and stuff like that. The, the which would be great. Yeah, but Microsoft yeah, Teams, teams is exactly. fine. Teams it's, is fine. You shut up. But Discord, <laughs> Discord, Steven pile of shit. It's not fine. <laughs> it's, I mean, compared to Skype, it's fine. Compared to Discord, though, it's garbage. So you'd make Discord be the whole thing. Discord was made. Discord was created via venture capital, and that runs out. The purpose of Discord was first made was to sell it eventually. Um. Now, this is something, there has been a lot of backlash. 10 billion. That's a lot of money. Towards the possibility, the mere possibility of Microsoft picking up, picking up Discord. And I kind of understand. Discord is a very user-orientated system, which a lot of Microsoft systems aren't. Um, well, at least not, like, visibly. I think there's a real big danger to what a lot of people are doing here, though. Because I, I've looked through countless you know, Reddit threads and stuff like that, just comment threads on, on Twitter and Facebook regarding people's reaction to this. Discord is a company. It's a corporation. And it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you think that they are your best friend. They are not. They are the same thing as Marcus. They're the same thing as Sony. They are the same thing as Bethesda. They're the same thing as everyone. They are a corporation. And you know what their goal is? To make money. They are making bank on this movie if it happens, and that would have been their idea at the first place. They didn't start Discord to be gamers' best friend. They started to make money, and this is this this would have been their dream scenario. The guys who you know the team behind Discord, I don't know who you know, I don't know who they are, but they made it to make money. They didn't make it to make be best friends. A lot of people are putting down Microsoft for their big business practices, the monopolistic practices, which is fair, and I think there is a discussion to be had there. But I think you can judge what Microsoft do without putting Discord on a pedestal. I think that's a really dangerous step to be doing, and I think a lot of people are doing that. Because one day, say Discord doesn't get bought out, one day Discord will fuck over with people, fuck over the, the gaming community. Because companies do that. They do they they will do something that's in their best interest and that their best interest and their market best interest and their their uh uh investor best interest isn't always in line with what the consumer best interest is. So one day they will do for, that. And some evidence, you, uh, CD Project Red, everyone. Exactly. And one day they will turn around and they will do something that doesn't work alongside the same beliefs as the gaming community. And you'll put them on this pedestal. And you don't put them on a pedestal because they've earned it. You put them on a pedestal to put another company down. I think that's a really dangerous step to put yourself in. And it, it just it, it is counterintuitive. Judge it's Microsoft, a- fair enough. 
don't judge them without saying that Discord is the greatest service that's ever been invented because it's not. It is cumbersome. It has no business aspect to it. And it was also, like, in regards to its current form, temporary. It was always designed to be sold. I also think it's a poor assumption to make solely based off of Microsoft's recent purchase history. We're talking about companies like uh, Mo Mo Yang. Is that how you Mm. pronounce it? Minecraft people. Minecraft, yeah. Uh, Yeah. They just bought LinkedIn for like $25 billion or something like that. Um, GitHub as well. That's basically useless. (laughs) Like just massive uh, companies that they've purchased. And they're letting them run as they are. Like they're not they're not getting in there and changing and saying we're gonna Microsoftify all this shit and ruin the the vibe that you have going. They understand that they're functioning businesses. They're paid awesome. so much money because they're worth something, and that what they're doing is worth that money. So yeah. they should let them keep doing that thing. So why would they make Discord change? The, the, why would they just take around. what they need from Discord? and integrate it into their own business and allow Discord to continue to run as is. The the, the money being thrown around, the, the idea is 10 bill, $10 billion. That's more than they, of- they, they spent to acquire Bethesda. You do not spend $10 billion to gut a company. You don't spend $10 billion to ruin a company. You spend $10 billion to let the company keep doing what they're doing and ride the coattails. Because the last time, Microsoft has bought companies out and fucked it. Um, what was the what, what was meant to be the Twitch competitor? Mixer, uh, Mixer. Yeah, Mixer yeah. and then they renamed it Bombed to Mixer. It. Bombed it. Fucked yeah. up. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that again? It doesn't make any sense. This is a smart move, especially Skype? the fact that they. Uh, I think Xbox has done a really sorry Microsoft. It's a really smart thing in the last year or so. I mean, fuck. This, these moves have been planned for years now. So it's not just in the last year, but let's just say in the last year. They've gone back and said, we want to change what people think of Xbox Live and Xbox as a concept. That we want to make, and you know, we want to create the Xbox network. We need a shit ton of games we need a platform they've done that they've bought up studios with like bethesda and also blown up game pass game pass is still is mm. just oh bring the tea to my eye but for that to work you obviously need also a communication system the the playstation communication system is is a thing it it, it functions cool nintendo is uh <laughs> uh is is, is garbage they can wipe the floor with their competitors and they know they are still, no matter, they, yeah, sure, they bought a Bethesda and stuff like that, they are still behind the eight ball because when people think of games, they think they still think of your of your narrate, narrative-driven first-party games like you God of War and stuff like that. PlayStation is still the games you think of when you think of games and Microsoft are trying to change that. This is a super good purchase if they can make it. Because I think the move into the Xbox network, and this is a a web of opportunities. You know, you you games, you get communication stuff like that. This is such a perfect purchase for them, for them to go in and be like, "We're Microsoft. I'm Phil Spencer," and like kick everything over. Makes no sense. I think they're gonna purchase it. They will integrate it a lot more effectively into their own Xbox systems, but I f- and, and and also pumping money to allow discord to expand into business um ventures but 
I think the core experience will stay the same because why the fuck would you spend 10 billion odd to change it? I think there's a there's very Jobs. much when I, when I've seen a lot of people speaking about it. Or again, this is mainly consumers talking about it. It, it is the, the thought of the sky is falling. Big company bought small company. It's like that's not ne- necessarily a bad thing because again, Discord was made to be bought. That's what it was. If Microsoft wasn't buying it this year. Sony may pick them up next year. Or Apple would buy them. Or Google would buy them. That was the point of Discord. Because it has hit that end cap. Of there was not much more money they could put into it. It's reached its sort of natural life cycle. With the financial income it's making. Because like you said. It's not really making any money. Because I mean Nitro. I mean hey Discord. Enjoy my 10 bucks for the month. Great. Spend it wisely. But not everyone's doing that. And again. The for the service I'm getting, I probably would cancel it because it's kind of garbage. It it was becoming obsolete. It did what it did really really well, but it didn't do much. So I I I I welcome our new Microsoft overlords. Is it a monopoly? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a discussion for now another day. I don't mind this. Look, if if, if, if it means that we can all add each other easily to play fucking grounded together then sick if That's if I have decided to get if I have decided to game pass to use discord alright I'll 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 press a button I have a mouse it has a clicky I'll use that clicky make it easy to click it. make it easy for us Microsoft and that's that's all that we want. Please, Microsoft. I just want to play your dumb shrinking games. But we want. I had, I had, do you guys feel feel the same? I know I got. I worked up there. But now I, I'm on your side, Jesse. I, I, I I've just seen that overwhelmingly the, the commentary from the community has been negative. I'm like, guys, nothing's even happened yet. This hasn't even gone through yet. It can't, Discord can't exist how it is right now forever. Dude, if it's not making money. Uh, exactly. Yeah, you're right. The entire, pur- the, uh, the entire purpose is to be sold mm-hmm. or to go into uh, an IPO. Because you know what the next move would be if it couldn't sell? Memberships. It was going to charge, they would have to charge everyone, wouldn't they? Mm, if it wasn't right. about to sell the Memberships are Euro extremely sorry? obnoxious ads. Exactly. Ads. And that would have been another yeah. issue. We that can't ruin, keep getting good shit for free. It. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be a cost to it. And if that cost, that cost could either be obnoxious ad, like you said, Lawn, or a membership or whatever, or it can be, all right, cool, I have to sign to Game Pass when I use this. You personally, say? I'd sign to Game Pass personally. You know what they say about uh, when a service you use is just seems sort of too good to be true? It's all free. There's no catches. There's no ads. There's no nothing. It's usually because you're the product that's being sold. Well... That might be the case. That might be the case. But, um, I feel like in the hands of Microsoft, maybe that'll be a little bit more transparent, at least. I just think, especially in the last few months, when we've seen stuff with like CD Projekt Red, we should question moves that big companies make. No doubt. 
There should be uh, a Microsoft gone over them. Are they creating monopolies? Are these moves in the best interest of, of consumers and investors? But I think what we need to move away from is that all companies that are smaller are good. Because they're not. Mm. Mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red, 12 months ago, we could not speak hot, more highly of them. They were brilliant. But then the, they all got lifted up. Every company, every company has a bad side to it. I love Naughty Dog. Their business practices at times, garbage. Mm. Nintendo, same thing. Brilliant company. Some of the business practices, garbage. Capcom, same. Sony, same. Rockstar, same. Every single company. I think when you start putting this hyper-focused magnifying glass over certain companies, you need to apply it the same way over every company. And then I'm sorry, but gaming is going to look real bad if you do. I think you need to focus on what we can be fixed and doing it, looking at like having a critique of gaming companies overall and the ecosystem within gaming overall, then targeting certain companies and uh, and, uh, and kind of building up other companies to put others down because you're creating a really dangerous game mm. when you've these companies then go called out. You've been talking to me too much, Jesse. You've I have. You broke me. cynical and shit. Well, uh, no, no, <laughs> that's true. Dude, 12 months ago, I would be talking up Naughty Dog, okay, or whatever, and we would use, okay, they should be more like CD Projekt Red as an example. And we have, we have said that on this podcast. X company is shit. They should be more like CD Projekt Red. They do they do this, this and this. Yep. And what have we found out since? Then what happened? Yeah, exactly. exactly. These companies are, are built to lessons. make money. Every company is built to make money. So let's not be shocked when they make moves to make money. <laughs> I'm so curious to see where this ends up, but I think yeah. it's, it's a fucking good person. I'm, I'm super. I have not been this interested in what Microsoft is doing in ever, ever. It's exciting. I know yeah. it's good. They're playing 4D chess, yeah, it's and it's daring. like great to see them, like just make these moves. You know, like freaking nuts. <laughs> anyway, I've had enough of a rant. I had a big rant just then. I need to get that off my off my chest. So I think we should wrap Thanks, it up Jesse. there. We should wrap it up there. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up there. Now, if you want to hear uh, me not rant as much, eh, a little, a little bit, on Spotify and iTunes, subscribe and leave us a review. As always, a big thank you to Fan Critical Podcast Network for all their support. If you want to keep up to date with all the gaming news and reviews and things you can use, StoryModeGaming.com. If you want to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Story Mode A U S one word. We're also on Twitch where you can watch us film these podcasts live or watch us almost nightly stream a new game. We've got Kingdom Hearts, we've got some Fortnite, we've got some Monster Hunter Rise, we've got some Persona 4, it's all happening. We've got some Jurassic World Evolution. We are on Twitch at Story Mode A U S as well. And we're also on Patreon, search for Fan Critical. Um, to get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. But before we get into the post show, thank you, Warren. And thank Thanks. you, Keelan. Forgot how to speak. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Lauren. It's all good. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Play some games. Have fun. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Bye.